0: Five opposition political parties have formed a coalition to contest the elections next year. The uh, parties say they will work to advance democracy and contest the election with a view to uh, winning the election next year. The DA is not a member of the Collective for Democracy. That's what they're calling themselves. On the line is uh, DA Gauteng Premier Candidate Musi Mayamani. Good afternoon, Musi.
1: Good afternoon, Ryan. Good afternoon to all listeners.
0: Great to speak to you on the show. Before we get started, though, earlier, Kolani Gwala spoke to COPE's leader, Mosiwa Lakota. I just want to play some sound from that.
2: Now, uh, Kolani, if if I may recall history to you and the listeners, the the cooperation uh, between opposition parties started inside parliament with the parties represented in parliament. In particular, you, you may recall that uh, we were intensely active uh, around the information bill. The present, uh, the present initiative actually goes back to Stanton Convention when we were preparing to form COPE, And we thought at that time many opposition parties, uh, all of them, talked about realignment of South African politics in order to give uh, democracy uh, a, a vibrant uh, chance to... Uh, Uh, to take root in in society. Uh, So the the negotiation for the present agreement was started between the parties inside parliament. And we we started from there. We do foresee that uh, beyond that, uh, there are other parties uh, that we will also have to engage with. And I think that will continue to happen. As I said yesterday, the door remains open uh, for others who may be of like mind. Uh, to to join whenever they are ready, uh, when they shall have studied uh, what we have already uh, put together. Within, what are the other issues that we don't agree on and so
0: on? There you have it. That was a uh, COPE's leader, Masiwa Lakota, speaking to Malani Gwala earlier on today. Musi Maya uh why not join such an alliance?
1: Well, I think, first of all, Ray, it's important to know that... We've championed the cause for realignment. We've always held the view that it's important for South African politics. When it comes to the process here is that there are certain things that going into an election you've got to be able to say to voters, these are the principles we stand for. So for example, we put even to the very same alliance that has been formed now, we said to them, Can we agree on saying how do we approach the economy? Can we agree on the principle of non racism? Can we agree on the defense of the Constitution? And can we agree on the fact that we need a professionalized civil service? You see, on the basis of those, then can we agree on a coalition post the elections rather than before the elections? Even now, how do I, I don't know, there's too much uncertainty as to when people go to the polls next year. Who do they vote for? Do they vote for the new coalition? Do they vote for an aspect of the coalition? How, How do they do that? So, so we felt that there are too many questions that were unclear, and there were too many issues that, in fact, as we sit here today, that, 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 in fact, cannot disregard the voter. We think the voter is central to this discussion, and therefore they must have a party that they can go to the polls with to vote for and simply say, here's what we would hold you accountable for.
0: Musi, were you approached by them?
1: The conversation, is, as as uh, the former speaker put it, is that we've we've had a conversation. We were involved in the parliamentary discussion, and then we put the proposal together as to how best could could that particular process work, and and so and so we've always been part of the discussions, and then subsequent to to st- mo- many questions becoming progressively unclear we felt it was not prudent for us at this time to be able to be part of a conversation of that nature.
0: Mm -hmm. You felt it was not prudent. I mean, what are your major differences with them? You're looking at the Freedom Front Plus on the one end, the IFP on another, and on the other, sort of in the middle, is Cope. Those are different political parties. Could it not have come down to a situation where the DA kind of just joined in as well and said, right, fine, guys, let's work together? No,
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not as easy as that. For example... If you say you are going to mobilize people on the basis of non-racism and an inclusive part, how do you then say, okay, we'll be a party for Christians or non-Christians? How do you include that in a coalition that has, that you enter a coalition with a Christian party? Or for example, I don't know where the Freedom Front stands, but historically there are certain, there's a certain grouping that would go with with the Freedom Front. How then do you sit back and say, well... We Will be a part of that. Do, do people who are not aligned to the Freedom Front then feel they can say they can be a part of it? So, so discussion when you form an entity of this nature, that's why I'm saying what do voters vote for? Do they go to the polls and say, Okay, I'll vote for Cope who are part of this coalition, or do I vote for just the coalition? These are broad questions that when you are running a political party, we, we, we hold the view that we run a very professional party, we represent. A third of South Africans, in fact, in Johannesburg, 35%, we represent a very strong constituency of South Africans who see our principles of non-racism, who see the principle of, of the professionalization of mm-hmm. staff, of a market-based economy. They see those principles, and so they're simply saying, we want to vote for you so that we can hold you to account. And th- we know exactly who leads the, the institutions, that we can hold them to account.
0: Okay. Let me change tack on this a little bit then. Do you think that such a collective is going to uh, den support for the DA next year in the general election?
1: Well, I, I, I don't know. We've got a long campaign to get, to get on with. Uh, I, I, I was on Our own campaign is to understand that we have a contract with voters that we've got to get into. I'm not sure how this coalition is going to play itself out. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't even even for a practical, logistical thing. What does it look like on the ballot box? Is it five different parties? Is it just one? I really am not sure. Therefore, in the absence of, of clarity on that matter, we felt that it becomes key that we carry on with our own campaign and we believe will grow and grow well next year.
0: Okay. DA Hartsing, Premier Candidate, Musi Mayamani. Thanks for your time on the Madeira Report.
1: Join
2: the conversation.
1: Join the conversation. SMS
3: 31567. Summer
2: 567 Cape Talk.
0: The Diaz is Musi Mayamani Bringing up quite a few uh, valid points there, though, we need to know more about this new Collector for Democracy. It's a grouping of a few political parties. Joining us to discuss this is political analyst Ibrahim Fakir. Good afternoon, Abraham.
3: Hi, uh, good afternoon, Ray. Good afternoon to your listeners.
0: Great to have you on the show. Your thoughts on this new alliance. So many questions. Do we still need so many answers?
3: Well, I think there are some answers, uh, but there's also, quite apart from the answers, a simple reality which stares us in the face, and that simple reality is this. these are made, it's, a, it's, a, it's a motley ensemble of quite, Disparate political parties, firstly, which uh, some, um, as you rightly pointed out in your introduction, have uh, fairly extreme, uh, and i use the word extreme advisedly, but actually have quite niche um, and quite well-defined narrow constituencies. And I'm talking here quite specifically about the Freedom Front. Uh, PLUS and the ACDP. So, you know, they have a fairly set constituency. It's narrowly defined. It's a niche party. It's a special interest. It's basically a special interest vehicle. You then have COPE, who've gone into this uh, this, this coalition, if you want to call it that. Um, and one wonders, given that the party hasn't even had an elective Congress, hasn't had a uh, a Congress at which its ordinary membership has been called up, and I don't know to what extent ordinary members of COPE, to the extent that they might even still exist, uh, are part of the discussion taking this going forward, or whether this is just simply an elite deal which is made by uh, anointed party leaders who've, who've gone into this thing. So, you know, with regard to COPE, uh, we don't know what the organizational uh, processes have been. But what we do know is that they've su- suffered very serious organizational and institutional attrition. So what you have so far is you've got two special interest niche parties with limited appeal coming together with a party which has serious organizational and institutional problems uh, and hasn't yet canvassed its own members, I'm not sure. And then you've got the UCDP, which is, again, a regional localized party, and add to that ensemble the IFP, which has had declining fortunes over the last three elections. So it's a fairly motley crew. It's a bit of a mixture. Yeah, and no coherent political identity that one can tell of. Uh, And so quite apart from the fact that they've got 10 or 11 points which they commonly agree on, uh, that's well and good so far as it goes. So there's a base from which they're moving. The problem is that in electoral support terms, this is in fact going to be, and the adage has never been more true that the whole is going to reflect the sum of the but parts.
0: But then how does this work? Because, say, for instance, I like the IFP. I want to vote for the IFP. Would I still vote for them, or would I vote for the collective?
3: Well, in this instance, it looks like they've announced that they're going into the election together. Now you know, if they're going to fight the election together, it's going to potentially kind of strike a whole range of new crises. Quite apart from the fact that there's still process requirements that they're going to have to satisfy. The first is that they will have to register a new entity with with the IEC uh, as a new political party, as a new entity which will contest the election. Now once they do that, can you imagine the fight to be high or low on the electoral list? Mm. Can you imagine the fight on who's going to be the leader in the face of the party. Can you imagine the contestation about who gets which position in representative institutions? So who's going to be the chief whoop who's going to chair a portfolio committee if they are allocated portfolio committees to chair. So, I mean, Ray, I hope, I hope I'm hope i giving you an inclination for, I think you are, for, yes. for, <laughs> for what kind of fights and conflicts and, and crises can be precipitated over fight for position. Incidentally, I mean, there's a long history on the continent, increasingly so over the last decade, of, of coalitions and alliances in Kenya being the, the, the prime example. They've managed to circumvent some of these problems but we know what happened in 2007 and the kind of social crisis that precipitated in the country Mm -hmm. arising out of a political fight.